ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Dismayed at what she now has to consider her life, Loriana tries her best to balance it all. The unforeseen death of her mother has her suffering and grief, feeling as if she's lost it all. While struggling internally, she smiles on the outside to save face. That's until she can no longer keep up her facade. When she least expects it, the breath of fresh air she was desperately grasping for is giving. On a roller coaster with her emotions, wondering how her first love became her first heartbreak, she finds herself. Those good days she prayed to God for had finally come around. Blossoming into a young woman, Loriana steps into adulthood with a vengeance, coming after everything her heart desires, including new love, she holds nothing back. While Projects never thought the fast life he lived would catch up to him, it does, and in the worst way. Figuring he can conquer it all, he bites off more than he can chew and finds himself in a jam. Just when things begin to look up, life reminds them that this wasn't a fairy tale. This was real life. From the hood. You either sink or swim. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophiles Bookcase. We are here for installment two of From the Hood with Love by Brienne Denae. And this book tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. Um... So picking up where we left off, where she, Loriana called the police, um, telling them that she thinks her mom is dead and her mom is in fact dead. So now, you know, the apartment is semi-filled with people trying to console her and just standing around and really like everybody's out in the living room while she's in her mother's bedroom, just laid in the bed. She's not crying. She's just laying there because you're in disbelief like she just lost her mother really the person she was the closest to like how do you there's no words for that there's nothing that anybody can say to you even though when you lose someone here come all the people i'm so sorry for your loss um lost with the t um and you know if you need anything i'm here for you it's like you're here for me to do what you're not my mother. They're, like, you can't add anything in this situation. Just letting her be alone would really be the best bet, you know. And so, her father is trying to get her to eat something, but she won't move. Naria is in the bed with her, you know, just sitting. And Loriana says something about both of them being gone. And she doesn't know what she's talking about. And... Mayel comes in to say something to her as well and she's wondering where Projects is but she doesn't ask and they're just confused as to what she's talking about saying you know she's all alone now 
and Akira, for some strange reason, shows up trying to show her condolences. And Mayel is like, girl, what the hell is you doing here? And Akira claims that Miss Lynette was like a mother to her. And Mayel calls out her bullshit. She's like, girl, my auntie didn't even like you. Which she didn't. Which she expressed to uh, Loriana, like, I do not like you hanging out with her. Because although I know you ain't doing the things she doing, she's still not a good look for you. So, girl, do not come over here trying to capitalize on the fact that this woman is dead thinking that you can work your way back into Loriana's life after you watched her get jumped. Get your fake ass out of here. Um, and so she pushes her out the door. She doesn't hit her, but she's just like, girl, get out, get out. And, um, oh, but before that, sorry, Loriana comes out and Loriana punches her in the face. Not my aunt, Moriana. Uh, Moriana, Lord. Loriana. Jesus. Um, and tells her to keep her fake condolences because that's exactly what they are. Like, every time something bad happens, here come all these fake people out the woodworks trying to act like they so close to you knowing that they ain't. I don't need that from you, girl. Bye. So, Maya does ask where Project is, but Loriana says he just left in the middle of the night and couldn't be there for her. So, you know, he was dressed in all black when he left. So, you know, he was on a mission. So, they finally caught the guy who killed Chevy. And he's been hiding out in a town like three hours away. So, of course, he kills him and drives back home to his house. And he's talking to um, Miss Jocelyn and Joy. You know, they just kicking it. And then you hear a do-do-do-do. And it's just like, oh, shit. What is going on? So it's the police and they're there to arrest him for murder, but not the one he just committed. This was a murder that happened two years ago. And it was um, Kelsey's former boyfriend's friend. At first I thought it was a boyfriend, like, because remember he got with her on some get back shit. So I'm like, did you kill the boyfriend and then kept sleeping with her? But no, it was Kelsey's former boyfriend's friend um and so you know he's like everything gonna be all right calm down what niggas do like i got it it's nothing chill out so when joy called her telling her that um it's projects she asked her because loriana just like blanked out she didn't hear the rest of it it's like she just knew he was shot or dead or something like that but joy was like um did you hear what i said and she's like no what did you say he's been arrested and they talk on the phone uh, because she goes to uh miss jocelyn and joy's house to sit with them and they talk on the phone and it was after she left from their house to go to her own house is when she found miss lynette dead and so Projects had been trying to call her. He had his mom try to call her. And, you know, nobody could get an answer from her. So, when he gets out, he calls Loriana and Mayel answers the phone and has to break break the news to him that Miss Lynette is dead. And he's like, what? Like, he couldn't believe it. So, he like, I'm on my way. And... Maya, I didn't get that though. I'm just like, 
this nigga just got out of jail why would you think that she would not want him to be there because she tries to tell him you know now isn't the best time maybe you should um leave her alone you know like i guess basically let the family grieve but if and no disrespect to um what's her name look i'm blanking nari but it's just like if nari could be there the boyfriend can definitely be there and project one going anyway he's like man girl i'm on my way fuck is you talking about like mm. but he shows up like a few minutes later with some flowers and a teddy bear offering his condolences to um peaches who was her sister and mayel and you know before making his way back to the room with loriana and you know of course as soon as she sees him she wraps herself up in him and she starts crying again and he's there to comfort her because i'm like i get when family and friends provide you comfort or say like you know i'm here for you it's different in a romantic level with your partner it's like y'all can't give what he given so the fact that you tried to keep him away from her at this time i'm just looking at my uh my like girl what is you doing and um of course then here come her daddy trying to play daddy and it's like nigga back your ass up but projects is respectful he's like you know i'm project whoop de whoop whatever and um you know he looking at daddy in the eye give a firm handshake it's like you know i ain't no bitch so you know i'm here and so you know the next month of course is real hard on her she has to plan for the funeral the funeral was a hard day but project was there with her every step of the way never leaving her side anytime she asked for something or needed something he did it and it's like you know starting off early going through some things together because that's another thing that nobody i feel like people don't talk about it's like of course that person is going through something hard so you want to be by their side and help them along the way but then let me say me personally i never hear too many people talking about the people who help those people it's like of i'm your friend i'm your sister whatever i'm gonna sit with you through this hard time like but to sit with somebody in grief that shit is hard like because there's nothing that you can even though you can sit in silence and like not try to force a conversation but then you also want to say something to that person to try to make them feel better they're not eating some people lash out they don't talk they don't say nothing and you have to take the brunt of all that and you're also there just that energy like is sucking some of the life out of you but you know you have to deal with it like it's part of the process and it's just like and to come out on the other side of that it's beautiful but while you in it that shit is terrible but um so Loriana, she shows up to her high school graduation, but she leaves before they actually get started, you know, to walk across the stage. Because it's like, she thought she could do it, but she couldn't. She's like, I can't do this right now. I'm not, I'm not able. I just want to leave. And the statement that everybody processes or goes, goes through grief differently is 
so true is it a but no let me end that that's a a sentence on its own i'm not but maybe i should say adding on to that when you know how much your mother was looking forward to you graduating she was so proud of you she was happy at your yeah like the night before prom she was so happy to see you you were growing up i guess what i'm trying to say is i would feel like you would want to do it even more like you know mama this is what we worked for this we was waiting for this moment i did it like i would and i guess that's just me I, that's what i would think i would think you would want to actually go through with it walk across that stage like i'm doing this for my mama i did it she got me here she didn't get to see me fully make it but the only reason why i'm standing here is because of my mom but you know of course like i said everybody processes differently so she left project uh picked her up and they left he took her to his grandmother's house and he's like you know she want to meet you and this girl says you want me to meet your grandma and he like yeah why are you acting so shocked she said that's a big step niggas don't play about their grandma <laughs> i'm sorry but that part was so funny because it's like it's it's kind of true though it's like the parents everybody act like meeting for some people it is like you not meeting my parents till i know this actually about something but it's like to make it to the grandparents level like nah niggas don't play about their grandma you just not meet her every day all day and so he like man if you don't get, <laughs> get out this car he tells her you better meet the lady whose house you was moaning all in <laughs> hey I love couples who can joke like that because that was I cried for a good minute. I was like, girl, you really was in that lady basement just moaning your heart away doing all that hollering. Now you don't want to meet her face to face. But um, Miss Juanita, no binding, uh, gives Loriana a hug and she cooks for her and they just have a nice conversation that doesn't include anything about her mother. Like she doesn't ask her anything, doesn't offer condolence it's just like in no way do they talk about her mom because it's like i just just don't want just don't just give her a moment of relief of not thinking about it um so we have mayel who used to go with a guy named i'm gonna say nas um but something towards him apart because it's just real random like that same day in the last book where um Mael and Loriana went to the hair store in the gas station, she sees the guy Nas standing there and she goes over to talk in the parking lot of the gas station. And she goes over to talk to him, but there's like I guess he got a security guard because he puts his hand out to her like, Whoa, you just can't be walking up to people like that. Who are you over here to talk to? So she looks the guy Nas at his face and he doesn't say anything. And so, you know, like, it's a little embarrassing, but she saved face a little bit. She was like, damn, I thought I noticed somebody over here, but I guess I don't. And I did the same thing, because I'm like, oh, my fault. I thought you were somebody else. Because you really going to look me in my face and let this man, like, basically block me from coming over to talk to you? That's a bet. Um, but she's at her friend's birthday party, and... Nas shows up with a date and it really puts her in her feelings 
but she like tries to play it off and one of her old flames she runs into at the party and they kind of flirt with each other um and they supposed to be leaving together to go smoke and chill but of course um her friend's boyfriend who is Nas's friend like you know of course everybody's friends he tells her you know like uh you sure you gonna do that and this was before I'm messing that up it was before Nas showed up because it's like she was gonna get ready to head out and her friend's boyfriend was like you sure you want to do that and everybody's looking towards the door and that's when Nas walks in with the girl it's like we not together no more so yeah I want to do that like you see he brought a date what am I tripping for but of course there's like old feelings there and it's just something got in the way of them not being together anymore and she gets drunk she starts drinking and the more she drinks and looking at him it got her and her feelings so her and her friends like they go to the bathroom and that's when she starts crying and her friend's like oh no we're not doing this and she's like you know no i'm good i just had to release it it's whatever like i'm not gonna let this hold me down we're not even gonna do all that so she gets herself together and basically said you know what like in all honesty i'm ready to go if i'm being honest with y'all so they're like cool let's go but he's outside the bathroom he was talking on the phone and he sees her he's like you've been crying she's like no i'm good like don't talk i don't need none none of what you're trying to do leave me alone but he actually takes her back into the bathroom where they're really not doing too much talking it's like as soon as they get in the bathroom she's like you know can you let me pass please he's like nah i don't even know why you tripping you know like don't act like i can't put you in your plate just a lot of basically flirting i see it in my eyes but before she leaves out he tells her you know it's still yours right meaning his heart and of course she does she's like you know i'm gonna always have that so it's just like what like why y'all not together then? and we never really get a full answer on that i want to make that clear i i wanted a concise answer of why they were not together um because even in part three like yeah, we get it, but it's still not a full, like, what happened between those people, but we'll get there. So, Loriana moves in with Mael, because when Miss Lynette first passed, you had Peaches and Greg arguing over who she was coming to stay with. But I think, like I said in the last book, where there was a mix-up of if she was 17 or 18, I think she's been 18, like, from the start it was never y'all's decision where she was gonna go it was always her own but they was arguing about what was best for her and who she was going to move in with and loriana made her own decision and she moved in with maya and so now she's going furniture shopping and afterwards they go to maya's mama's house peach's house you know where everybody's just chilling and Nari shows up and they're hanging out and two guys that always come over to hang out with peaches are there and their names are Bo and Sneak and when Nari sees them she's like do Project know they over here and that you chilling with him she's like you know I told him 
that they be over here all the time. And there's a rumor going around that those two snitched on Project. So when she tries to call Project and tell him about it, but they got into it earlier. So he's ignoring her all day until later when he pulls up on her. And she tries to tell him what she heard, but he's not listening to any gossip because he told her before, like when he first got arrested and told her what was happening, he said, don't believe any gossip, only believe what I tell you. Like, do not listen to rumors. Don't tell me about no rumors. Listen to what I tell you. Like, I'm gonna keep it real with you, but listen to me. Don't listen to nobody else. So he's like, I'm not, I'm not for that. So, it's been a month since Lynette passed, and Loriana goes to visit her grave with Greg and Elena, and the brother's name is Ethan. And afterwards, they go out to eat, and she tells them that she's taking a semester off, which I do not agree with, because like I said, in the the high school graduation, yes, it's grief, yes, it's hard. And, but I just feel like a better way is to turn that into hard work. Like, of course you grieve, you sit in those emotions, but then you do something with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but she felt like that's what was best for her. So we gonna honor her feelings. And she said she's taking a semester off and Greg demands to know why. He thinks she, excuse me. Because she was going to school out of state as well. And she's like, you know, I'm not doing none of that. And he's like, I don't understand why. Now you don't want to go out of state. Now you're taking a semester off. And he thinks it's all because of projects. And she's like, I don't know if you remember, but I just lost my mama. I don't feel like it. I'm not going. And it ain't because of no boy. It's like, you want me to go to another state being all alone and possibly getting in my feelings and feeling like that there's nobody here left for me and possibly committing suicide. Like, I'm taking the semester off. And of course, excuse me, and of course he feels stupid. So he's like, you're right, my bad. And when she gets home, she sees that... Mael and Nas have on matching outfits and uh, Mael got that Joker grin on her face just happy and Nas tells her that he has a gift for her and she's like why and he's like oh my bad no not for me it's from projects but he gave it to me to give to you because he knew he wouldn't see her that day because he asked her earlier like you know do you want some company today? Like, am I going to see you today? And she told him no. So when she opens it, it's a necklace. What's the best way to describe that necklace? You know that necklace that everybody had? Um, the diamond necklace with the circle pit. Like, I think Cash Doll had one of her daddy. Um, Emily B's daughter gave one to... G Herbo of his grandma I believe like that type of necklace and on the back of it it says a mother's love never dies so of course she's emotional and she FaceTime him like oh babe thank you so much and at first it was funny because <clears throat> you know when girls do like that whining thing where it's like babe and he's like 
What's going on? Somebody fucking with you today of all days? Like, man, look, I done already killed me a nigga. I can kill another one. And she's like, no, you're just so thoughtful. Thank you. And actually earlier that day, Project had a court hearing. And it didn't go the way he wanted it to. He lost his hearing and is now going to trial. So that put like another damper on the mood. Akira calls Loriana to tell her, <clears throat> excuse me, that she's pregnant and trying to go on about the married guy that she was dealing with. And Loriana stops her and says, do I need to remind you that we are not fucking friends? Because Nari told her to not even answer it, really. But Loriana being the nice person that she is, she's like, you know, no, let me see what she got to say. So when she tried to, like, run down the list, like, they old friends catching up, Loriana's like, oh, let me stop you right there. We're not friends. I don't care about none of what you're talking about. Like, why are you calling me? And, excuse me, I had to take a drink. My throat is dry. And she hangs up. She's like, girl fuck you thought this was and she tries to schedule a double date with projects but he's not answering the phone and Marie shows her a picture from social media and says oh this is probably why he's not answering it's Chevy's birthday and you know it's a lot of people out in a park having a good time you know drinking to celebrate him so they pull up And he's been drinking all day and, you know, hanging out with the gang. And we're suddenly introduced to this woman best friend that he has named Yari. And while they were sitting in the truck together, she sees his phone was ringing with Loriana's name on it. But she didn't answer because she felt like she knew that it would cause an argument. But it's like, if you seen that she called multiple times, you could have told him like, hey, come get your phone. Your girl keep calling. You ain't got to an answer, but you could have gave it to him to let him know that she was calling. And so he's kind of pissed about that. Like, damn, really? So Lori and Lori, Loriana and Nari show up. She sees him and they go off to fix a plate because like they don't really know nobody out there. And Loriana didn't even really want to go. She's like, you know. I feel like her feeling was, if he wanted me to know, he would have told me to pull up. I'm really not with the just showing up where my nigga is just because he's there. But Nari, you know, they young. They want to be seen. They want to be out where the people are, where any action is, our type of party is going on. Some people just want to be there. So that's how they got there. So when they fix their plates, they go sit off to the side, but... Yari and some other women that they know like that know the game call him over like so you can't introduce us to them and he's like no because y'all not gonna get me jammed up trying to be petty with me and my girl and Yari feels a way too because it's just like damn if I'm supposed to be your best friend I know all about this girl because you talk about her all the time but you not gonna introduce us to each other and <clears throat> projects goes over to sit with Loriana. And you're like, they talking. And a girl walks up on projects, like, standing in between his legs. And he pushes her back, like, what the fuck is you doing? And she's like, oh, that's how it is? That's a bet. You know, being real funny. So, Loriana's like, who's that? 
He's like, nobody important. She's like, no, she's somebody. So who the fuck is that? And he never really tells her. So they start going back and forth. But he's like, man, today really ain't the day for that. So he walks back over to Yari at the car, um, at the truck that he was standing at. And Loriana walks away to find Mael because she's like, man, I'm really not for this with him. So while she over there standing there talking to her cousin, her eyes keep going back over to him because he's with a girl that he, another girl that she does not know. And now he has his arm like all around her. And so it's just like, nigga, anytime you think somebody trying to talk to me, you ready to fight. But you all out in my face with a bitch I don't know. Um hugging all up on her so she walks over ready to stake her claim on her man but it's stopped by a guy trying to holler and she tells him like you know no i got a man no i don't want to talk to you all of that and of course when niggas get dubbed it's a oh whatever bitch you want that cute anyway and she tries to pay in no mind but project and that's my thing i'm like nigga and as soon as he saw a guy talking to her he mad he walks over like ready to fight this nigga and he heard the dude call her a bitch so he beats the guy's ass so they leave together and they make up and this is their first time saying i love you because she tells him you know violence isn't always the answer um you need to chill out and he looks at her funny because it's like damn weren't you just in a fight at the wreck so what is you talking about um it's like no whatever i love you i love you so everything is good between them so to have a moment by herself loriana goes to the mall and runs into two former classmates um a young man by the name of trail and then candace now trail is a booster so all the clothes like that she had in her arm this food throws in his bag and they just walk out the door and it's the fourth of july so they invite her to a party and she goes like she leaves her uh nope no 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 so she starts drinking and i just had a feeling like um damn it look i said this on twitter and i didn't do it my damn self trigger warning trigger warning trigger warning i want to say fast forward at least like two minutes i'm gonna try not to drag this out because there is sexual assault that will be discussed. So if that is a trigger warning for you, please fast forward like two minutes. And I'm going to try to make this real quick. When she starts drinking, like she hasn't eaten anything all day, she starts drinking and she gets too intoxicated. And she's almost sexually assaulted in a bathroom. But someone bangs on the door and rescues her because they hear the commotion going on inside of the bathroom. And so... The guy tried to say it was just an argument, but the guy's like, no, that's not what I heard. And, you know, he punched her in her jaw. And um, the guy who rescues Loriana, his name is Samir. So Samir gets her out of that situation and takes her home. Because when he sees her, Candace, in a trail altogether, he's like, y'all way too intoxicated. Um ain't no way y'all can drive and so she has to get her car out of candace's i mean get her purse excuse me out of candace's car and she left her phone inside and projects has been calling her for hours with no response for her 
response from her and it's like you know who your nigga is and you know what he do so he thinking something that happened to you and he's spazzing and he tells her you know like where you at what you doing all right i'm gonna meet you at your house because he not liking the response she giving like it's like you moving shady and i'm not liking that so i'm finna pull up at your house and when she gets there and gets out of samir's car she has on basketball shirt. so he like you really taking me for a game huh? like you got a nigga dropping you off and you got on basketball shorts you might as well just bend over and let the nigga fuck you right now because it's like what what are we doing here and i'm just like yeah it's hood shit it's like if you especially if you see a girl that don't normally wear basketball shorts and all of a sudden she's wearing basketball shorts and it's over like a dress girl come on now like what you but of course that's not what she's doing but it's just like come on now don't play with me and so she thinks he's doing too much um and i put in my notes i said without the sexual assault it's literally the same situation of the the day of chevy's birthday but it's like he don't know about the sexual assault so that's and that's another thing it's like if you don't tell somebody about your situation and they spaz out and it's like it's because that 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 it's like but if i don't know that you can't expect me to respond in handle you a certain way if i'm saying that correctly because it's just like the same way you were spazzing out at the park trying to ask me questions and do all that i'm doing the same with you because my you pulling up with a nigga you don't know claiming to be this dude who i don't know cousin because that was the thing trey was in the back seat of the car with them and he pops his head up like this my cousin before it gets too far and it's just like man okay whatever um so she tells him what ha- what happens minus the assault part or how Samir basically was protective over her until he dropped her off. And that's what I'm not understanding. I'm like, why wouldn't you tell Projects what happened? I, I would never be a fan of that. It's just like, why didn't you say, explain what happened? But anyway, so... With his court case coming up, Projects just wants to spend as much time with her as he can. And when the date arrives, he's found guilty. And I will say that I haven't, like I said, this was my first time reading any of her books. So I think, and I will definitely be reading more. But Brienne, I do want to say, um, in the future, I hope you expand more on things like this. Because it was kind of like an afterthought, like... He got arrested for murder. He had a tri- like he had a hearing. It didn't go. It's basically like we're always hearing about it after it happens. And this was the one time where they're in court. He stands up. He's found guilty, and he's taken away. And that was fucked up because it's just like she really lost her mama and her boyfriend. But he tells her, you know, like it's gonna be all good. You know, don't worry about it. It's cool. And so, it's time for Nari's send-off party for college. And the guy, Samir, shows up. He's actually, like, dropping off a car for Nari that her uncle got her. So, it's a nice um, truck. 
and he sees her and he goes over to talk to her like you know what's up i asked your girl for your number but i see you didn't give it to me so i guess this is it like this is my next time talking to you was when i saw you and so this time he gives her his number and says you know if you want to be friends like you say the ball is now in your court and so we leave it at that and they and that's the thing i didn't like i'm like even before at that party it's like after that happened they was low-key flirting on the low like looking at each other giving each other eye and i'm just like but you got a good dude though like i'm not understand i don't know i I just didn't like it because it's like to me it gives off shady vibes because it's just like yo dude not doing you wrong like y'all actually got a good thing going on y'all really just two jealous people but um i'm like i don't understand this attraction what that that's pulling you towards him because i'm like of course you're gonna find other people attractive that is not what i'm saying but what i am saying is just like y'all flirting being a little too close it's like y'all was feeling the vibe in the car it's just like eh, i don't i don't like that um so one night loriana goes to the store to grab some late night snacks and a man rubs up runs up on her and robs her and then he tells her tell your man he not the only shooter out here and then he pulls the trigger so a few days later loriana goes to visit project to tell him about the incident and then breaks up with him and he's and i'm on his side i just don't understand he's like so you really came down here to break my heart in my face like his sentence ain't even fully started yet and it's just like damn you really gonna do me like that and so he's like you know what it's cool it's cool he takes her off the visitation list he stopped talking to her because it's just like it's really fucked up because she said this is what she said she said you can't protect me from in here and it's like baby girl that's really far from the truth like i get you scared and like I said, I know she's supposed to be the good girl, so she don't really know too much about this life. But it's like, you knew your man before he went inside. He he could have protected you. It's just like, he got caught slipping and niggas was trying to prove a point and be shysty. But it no, nah, you ain't have to do him like that. Especially not out in the visitation room. It's like, you know people listening. You ain't have to play him like that. Like, you, you didn't have to do it. But Mayel and Loriana go to a dealership to shop for a new car. And once again, she runs into Samir. Because when he uh, dropped off Nari's surprise uh, truck at her party, Samir told Loriana that he sells cars. And come to find out, he actually owns a dealership. And so she had never used his number. But now he tells her, like, maybe you'll use the number for real. And he's only 23, so Loriana is really blown away about by his accomplishments of being an owner. So they reintroduce themselves properly and says, you know, maybe we could be friends for real this time. So we have a three-year uh, jump ahead or... Uh, I forgot what it's called. Anyway, so Loriana is chilling at the studio with Laurent. You remember the rapper that Projects wrote for and was working with. And, you know, they had became good friends before um, 
projects had went to jail because she was always in the studio, always supporting projects with the writing and the music. She was really like his number one fan. And she did go back to school and now she only has two and a half semesters left and she is now a writer for a black owned music magazine. And she still goes out to eat from time to time with Joy. You know, like she still talks to the family somewhat, but not too much. And when Joy gets in the car, she's on the phone with Project and like has it on speaker. And, you know, she brings up Loriana in a way and he lets it be known that he's still checking for her and he's proud of her. He even wrote her like a couple letters in jail. Um, And when they hang up, they talk about Loriana asks her if she told projects if she's pregnant yet and Joy says no like she's really afraid of what her brother is going to say and she just doesn't want him upset with her which I never I never understood like people being upset like how parents get upset with their children for having kids young but then when you see them with the grandchild they're so lovey dovey it's just like so what the fuck was you mad for like i know what they mad for but it's like in the grand scheme of things does that really make sense no um so a year ago um loriana and samir became friends with benefits so it's just I was like, re- I was disgusted. Because you know when you have your heart set on a couple and you want to see them make it, it's like, I I don't want to read this. I don't want to hear about them having sex. I'm disgusted. Niggas shouldn't even be a, a part of the story anymore. Because really, my thing was, I don't even think she ever really liked Samir. She just, she trauma bonded with him over the fact that he rescued her. So she felt like there was something there. But the fact that y'all was only friends with benefits and there's not even really a title on this relationship it's just y'all having sex and anytime like he hugs her and tries to be closer to her she's not really feeling it like that like she don't get the spark that she has with projects so i'm like that should tell you right there that this is not something that you should be in projects is home my boy got a good lawyer and they found out that one no evidence really tying him to the murder. So they don't let a real one go. So his first stop is to see Laurent who has a check for him. Because it's like, my boy, I didn't lie to you. It's up for us. Like, you know, you can come on the team, be the writer, be, uh, you know, like do all that stuff. Like, But it's official now. And his only focus when he gets out he says is music and loriana he like i'm home i'm finna get my baby back he facetimes her like he got a new number and just invites himself over to her place now loriana you know it's three years later so she has her own two-bedroom apartment and she's still hanging out with a uh, trail and candace which i also found weird because it's like yeah they didn't like it's not they fault but it's like you really went off to a party with two people that you really didn't like y'all went to high school together but y'all wasn't friends so you went to this party with people that you don't know and they kind of like left you to do your own thing and that happened to you and you still hung out i don't i don't know 
because the way it seems to me, I just wouldn't be able to look at them because I will always associate them with that night. That's why I feel this. I feel the same way about Samir. Like I don't get it. But anyway, so he comes in with gifts to make up for her missed birthdays and missed holidays that he wasn't able to see her. So, of course, they have sex because they miss each other. And, you know, like, they're reconnecting, like, I love you. I love you. You know, this is forever. You belong to me. whoop de whoop de whoop Until Trail comes knocking at her door, her bedroom door, and tells her that Samir was just here. So, of course, when projects hear that he looking at her and she hops up and grabs her which i'm trying to understand you don't even really like him like that you're not feeling him like that but for you to run to your phone how you did and to see that he like sent some text messages saying you know i saw that you were sick or trail told me that you were sick and you wasn't feeling good do you want me to bring you some medicine and she literally calls him in front of projects telling him you know, like, no, oh, that's not what it was. He texts her asking her if she was okay, but she calls him back and it's just carrying on a conversation with him in front of Project. And Project's like, you got me all the way fucked up. Like, get off the phone now. And before she gets off the phone, she tells him that she loves him. And Project's like, word? You love him? Which I'm trying to understand too. Why do you love him? Like, y'all not in a relationship. Y'all not really doing nothing. But you love him? Like, you keep saying it's not that serious with him. You don't feel that way with him. But you love him. See, y'all throw love around too much for me. Because that that don't sound like love. Like, and if that's the case, just... Anyway, but he's like, cool. You know, you got that. I shouldn't have uh, tried to pick it back up with you. That was my fault. I should already know what type of time you on. It's good. So, Project is in Atlanta celebrating with Laurent and the rec- um, excuse me, record label. Because, you know, they're doing big things out there. They're Grammy nominated. Things in his life are on the up and up. So, when they get back to their Airbnb, his cousin is also there. And Bo and Sneak is with um, Projects 2. So when they get back to the Airbnb, he needs a charger because his phone is like almost dead. And he goes to Cordell like, Cordell, you know, let me see your charger. But that nigga is so drunk and fucked up, you know, he's passed out. So Projects just goes through his bag trying to find a charger and a phone drops out. And he thinking it's his, like his phone, but it's... It don't look like his regular phone, is what I'm saying. Um, And someone is calling that phone that he cannot believe. He's like, you know, this person's name should not be popping up on his phone. And it's Kelsey. So when he answered, he's like, you know, what the fuck are you doing answering this phone? And he's, she's like, no. What are you going to do when you find out that your cousin is also a snitch? And she hangs up on him. So he goes through um, the phone, finding text messages, all about Cordell and how he planned on snitching on him. So he knows that uh, Kelsey testified, but he didn't know that Cordell was also a part of it because Cordell didn't testify against him. And so he wakes Cordell up 
like just to kill him like wakes him up and looks him in his face like you really snitched on me my nigga Loriana is pulling up to Miss Jocelyn's house to take Joy to a doctor's appointment and when she pulls up she's shocked to see Samir there and she's like why is he there like what what you doing over here and neither one of them has an answer and she just knows and nobody knows who joy's baby daddy is and it's just like there's no way there's no fucking way y'all did me this greasy but nobody responds and that's where we leave off in part two and the book is to be continued so i hope you guys enjoyed my review of this really good book and go check it out I'm going to put the link in the description box. So if you want to check it out for yourself, you most definitely can. And, you know, that's what I'm doing with all my books, actually. I'm going back and dropping the Amazon link if they are available. The only books that will not have a link as of right now are Bianca's books. So as she is releasing all of her books, as soon as the two stories that I did have links to them, I will be putting those in the description box as well. Have a beautiful day, night, whenever you're listening to this. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.